As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. James Harden makes his Nets debut, Luka Doncic passes Michael Jordan in one particular category, and Zion Williamson shows J.E. Skeets that he is quite capable of producing some glorious highlights. Hope everyone is enjoying their MLK Day. I'm Tas Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Monday, January 18th. On a weekend where football overshadowed basketball, it was a man who has been casting a very large shadow in the NBA because people say he's overweight. James Harden definitely had a pregame meal. That had the biggest storyline in basketball. James Harden made his Brooklyn Nets debut and he did not disappoint. No, 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 no. He's not overweight. He looked like that old MVP candidate. James Harden was great without a practice for the Brooklyn Nets. Just showing up on the floor against the Orlando Magic. He had 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 14 assists. But he didn't just show up on the floor. His new teammate, Joe Harris, said he was calling out plays that we have been running on this team throughout the season. He knew the playbook. And he knew how to work with his old teammate, Kevin Durant. KD and James Harden didn't skip a beat. KD had 42 points in this one. The chemistry between them, it's quite evident. Those two guys working together. Joe Harris on the other side of the floor who hits every second three-pointer he takes. It's going to be hard to stop them defensively. KD said after the game, man, it was incredible. Playing along James Harden again. You might say, hey, if they're that good, why did they go down to the wire with an Orlando Magic team that was 6-6 and coming in? Reasonable question. Their defense still leaves something to be desired. My biggest concern with the Brooklyn Nets is Kevin Durant getting worn out having to play the five. Because beyond DeAndre Jordan in this rotation, they don't have a big man they can rely on. Reggie Perry, a rookie out of Mississippi State, is one of Kevin Durant's favorites. But uh, he's 6'8", and he's a rook. He's going to get time, but they definitely need another big. And Sean Marks, GM of the Nets, said they will go and get somebody else. This roster is not done. Um, But, man, uh, Kyrie Irving, if you want to come join this party, you can. Those two, and Kevin Durant and James Harden, seem like they like playing with each other. Hopefully the same will happen on Monday night when Kyrie Irving is questionable against the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, baby. In my opinion, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference when all is said and done, 
will meet on Monday night, and hopefully Kyrie will be playing after missing six straight games. He is questionable as I record this on Monday morning. Speaking of great teams in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, they got Kemba Walker back. He made his season debut versus the New York Knicks. He hadn't played since the playoffs last year because of knee issues. The knee looked good to me. A lot of side-to-side movements, those herky-jerky Kemba Walker movements, even though his stat line was not so good. Nine points, five turnovers. I thought he was moving pretty well in a game that was horrendous. Couldn't stand watching this game. It was 100-75 to for the New York Knicks when all was said and done in this afternoon tilt. All I could think of was late, great Celtics broadcaster Tommy Heinsohn rolling in his grave watching this game. I'm sure Tommy Heinsohn would have been complaining on the broadcast with the early start and just a bad play from the Boston Celtics. Play-by-play man Mike Gorman, he got in a few Tommy-like cracks on the call, though. Kemba Walker, a great quote after the game. He said, it felt weird not to be in pain. Great to hear Kemba is feeling better. And hopefully for the Celtics, Jason Tatum comes back and shuts me up as to who the best teams in the Eastern Conference are. Jason Tatum has been out recently because he is positive for COVID-19. This season is strange. Moving on, the Chicago Bulls finishing up a six-game road trip in Dallas. They got a W. They had lost their last four games by four points, two points, three points, and two points respectively. But Lowry Markinen came back. He had 29 points, a season high for him. He had missed seven games because of virus protocol. Yeah, I said this season is strange. Luka Doncic needed some more help for the Mavs. He had 36 points, 16 rebounds, and 15 assists while his teammates couldn't hit a three-point shot. Doncic was mad at himself for being selfish, especially in the second half. He had a one-for-nine third quarter, but sometimes you gotta be like MJ and just shoot. Speaking of MJ, Luka passed Michael Jordan on the triple-double list with his 29th career triple-double. Luka has more triple-doubles than Michael Jordan. Doncic is not better than Michael Jordan. I'm just saying Michael Jordan for the aggregators. Aggregators, please aggregate that. Coronavirus protocol has made the Mavs very shorthanded the last four games, but when Garrett Temple is scoring 21 for the Bulls and 15 in the second quarter alone, you're going to lose. Mavs head coach Rick Carlisle, Rick Carlisle after the game said, right now we're entering the most difficult seven days of scheduling in Mavericks history. Whoa, I know this is a strange year. Don't have to be so dramatic, coach. The Bulls are 5-8. and eight, The Mavs are 6-6. Six and six. The New Orleans Pelicans snapped a five-game losing streak. Zion Williamson was phenomenal against the Kings. In a day where football was the big story in the U.S., Zion looked like a running back out there shedding Rashawn Holmes on a drive to the rim. He looked like a wide receiver catching errant passes and throwing it down. He looked like a lineman coming up with loose balls like it was a fumble out there. He always looks like a lineman. But he had a huge dunk. A big jam for the big man. My goodness. Sending Chemezi Metu back to the G League. Hopefully Metu will stick around. Called his game at the Summer League. It was a good time. Got to see this shot chart from Zion Williamson. He was 13 of 15. All of his shots at the rim. He did not take a jumper. And he said, eat it, skeets. Check these highlights, baby. He looked great flying to the rim, man. It's just fun watching him jump. His highlights are just him jumping. 
it looks phenomenal when a refrigerator can jump like that. Oh, that's another football reference. Zion Williamson's 31-point performance upstaged De'Aaron Fox's 43 for the Sacramento Kings. A couple more games to update you on. Denver and Utah continue to play some wild ones. The Nuggets lost a the game they should not have. They got 35 from Nikola Jokic, 30 from Jamal Murray. They took 24 more shots than Utah. They got 20 offensive rebounds. Every single player who played got one, and they still lost. They needed a third score. Will Barton didn't have it going, just couldn't find the touch on layups or anywhere. Michael Porter Jr. has missed nine straight games. Again, COVID-related. Again, this year is weird. Jordan Clarkson, six-man-of-the-year candidate, led the Jazz with 23 points. Donovan Mitchell had 18. Pacers, Clippers in the nightcap. The Clipper finally getting back healthy. Marcus Morris, who signed a four-year, $64 million contract, had 20 to lead the Clippers. I wonder if twin Markeith gets any of that money. Anyway, but this is a team this year. So yeah, Marcus Morris had 20, but they do it by committee. Luke Kennard, under the Raider offseason acquisition, he had 20. Paul George had a throwback moment against his old team when he threw down a huge, huge poster jam. Exuberant Clippers owner Steve Ballmer must hate wearing masks. Paul George probably felt like he could roam free against Indiana because Miles Turner was out with a hand injury. Indiana also had another hole in its lineup for a very different reason. Karis Levert's physical as part of the four-team trade revealed something worrying. Levert has been playing all season for Brooklyn, but an MRI displayed a mass on his kidney. The Pacers accepted the physical's findings, consummated the trade, and now will look to help Levert get back on the court this season. But it's too early to discuss how they'll deal with what the exam showed and when he'll be back. Prayers up for Karis LeVert. That's it for me. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks Monday episode, winners and losers of the weekend, including two wedgies, the 76ers flailing a little bit, John Morant returning to the Grizzlies. I will be back tomorrow to potentially talk about Kyrie Irving addressing his team and then hopefully taking the floor against the Milwaukee Bucks. Cannot wait. I'll see you then.